0: Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is Episode 10. Today's episode is all about politics. Okay, that's actually not true. Hopefully, I didn't lose everybody, but I promise not to dive in into politics themselves. However, for the 10th episode, I do promise to dive into 10 ways you can learn from politicians and political debates to be more intentional during interviews what to do and what not to do. Here we go. But first, a brief interruption. Today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the interview prep quick start guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or just not sure where to start in general? Check out this easy to follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the interview prep quick start guide, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. All right, I am excited for today's episode. We'll see if you all feel the same way, especially after the political season we're about to go through here and have already been. But here's an outline for today and why I'm excited. I'm going to go through overall 10 ways you should and shouldn't act like a politician in your next job interview. So we're actually going to go through five ways you should act like a politician, five ways you should not act like a politician. And then I'm going to go through just a quick example of a list I found after I, I came up with my list of how to be a politician. made quite a few lists out there. found one. I thought I'd go through it and let's just see how, how many of them I covered and if there's anything else we can add to the story here. And uh, as always, I'm going to answer at least one question I recently received about um, interview best practices, we'll go through that at the end. I also want to share as we get into this topic here. One, uh, I think I think the episode was kind of inspired by a um, well, obviously a lot of the political debates going on, but beyond that, besides the obvious thing, one of the things that, that really inspired me to do this episode was a a bit from the comedian, Brian Regan. If you're familiar with him, you, you might know this one, but uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. And I, I think of one of the stronger ones out there over the last you know, a couple of decades, actually. But if you're not familiar familiar with him, check him out. But this one quick bit was, is related to politicians. He said, man, I wish I would have known how to act like a politician in school. And uh, I didn't know that that was an option where you get asked a question. You say, oh, I'm not, I'm not taking questions today that would have been great back at elementary school or college. Oh, sorry, professor. I'm just, I'm not taking questions today. You you can ask me again tomorrow. We'll see if I'm taking questions, especially if I don't know the answer. So that uh, I don't, clearly don't do do it justice, but which is why I'm not a comedian. But it did inspire me to think through in real life. Like, what if you, what if you act and behave the way a lot of politicians do in real life? What are the pros and cons? And that's where some of the inspiration came to me for, for this. I think there's some things we can actually learn and you, you can benefit from as you approach your next interview, and things that obviously you want to avoid. So let's dive into the positive side of things first. Number reason number one: how you should act like a politician. Reason number one: go in with a plan. Tell the interviewer or hiring manager, whoever you're talking to, tell them what they need to hear regardless of the questions you get asked, right? Think about it. Every politician goes in with a narrative, a mindset, certain key talking points that he or she wants to get across no matter what. So they, they might answer the question directly if it's right on point with what they were hoping to get across or think about, you know, any debate, any any question that they get. that it doesn't quite fit what they're hoping to say. They just blow right through it and say what they need to say anyway. So there's some downsides to that. And we'll get that and how you shouldn't act like a politician. But one of the things that I highly encourage and recommend, and I've had at least one or two episodes focused on this similar topic, is you need to change your approach to how you plan for an interview and how you actually talk in an interview. You need to not worry about being reactive and answering an interviewer, hiring manager's questions, but rather you need to go in with a plan, key talking points, a key story about yourself, key, key narrative that you need to get out there and say no matter what. Politicians do this really well. They, regardless of what they're at, we don't remember. Think about it. What's the last time you remember the actual question someone was asked? You don't remember those. You remember more so what the politician said. Whether you like it or not, you remember what they said, and that was the point they were trying to get across. And I want you to do the same to your advantage as you're going for the next job in your interview. Go in with a plan, plan out exactly what you want to say when you want to say it, how? what What are the, the key points about you and why you should be hired, why you're a good fit for this role. Um, if you want to dive into that topic a little bit more, I think it's episode one about uh, changing, you need to change your whole approach to interviews. So check that out. I go into a lot more detail there that goes perfectly hand in hand with point number one here. Way number two, that you should act like a politician. Repetition. You need to repeat over and over again, the same points about yourself, so that it becomes comfortable. You need to practice and prepare out loud if you can, and you really should. Your words, the the emphasis that you use, your timing, and your ability to be comfortable in this setting, it just gets better as you repeat your story, your narrative, the points that you want to get across. So practicing out loud is exactly what politicians do. They, they you know They go state to state, they go county to county, door to door, saying the same phrases over and over again. Using that intentional plan that we just talked about in the first way, this is how you can benefit. You can do it yourself. Say this to yourself in the mirror, in the cars you're driving, you know, practicing, wherever you are, get it comfortable so that they don't feel like unfamiliar, uncomfortable words coming out of your mouth when you are in a nervous setting like a job interview. So repetition is the second way that you should act like a politician. Third is tailor your message to your audience. Tailor your message to your audience. Think about this. While, while most politicians go in with that plan that we just talked about, having specific key talking points, that can shift and they can have a different plan depending on which audience they're in front of. They're trying to get a wide range of of people to vote for them, right? And to like them. And so they're, they shift that. Sometimes they're detriment when it looks like they're they're changing their message. But I, So I don't want you to do that, but you do need to tailor your message to your audience. So similar to I always recommend if you're sending a resume somewhere, that should not be a carbon copy of the exact resume you sent somewhere else. It needs to be tailored and specific to the organization that you're sending it to. Same thing in the interview. Know who your hiring managers are. Look them up on LinkedIn. If you work for the the company where your interview is, you can get to know them even better. Know your audience. Who are you interviewing? What's important to them about the specific team? Do as much digging as you can and read, read the room too. Understand... Where do they seem like they want to chit chat, and they're they're more on the on the kind of get to know you side of things, or are they more down to business? Read the room. Don't make that mistake of just plowing through, telling telling them what they want to say, what you wanted to say in the way that you wanted to say it, without understanding who your audience is. So please tailor your message to your audience, just like a politician. Number four, I want you to smile, be likable, show empathy. These are the kind of things that is you know politicians are obviously known for it's also something that you need to remember to do it's hard when it's when it's a little bit nerve-wracking in an interview but if you remember if you've been listening to any of these episodes one of the things i talk about a lot is there they're basically three the top three things every hiring manager is looking for one of them is trying to answer the question do i like you the other two as a quick reminder is are um one do you have the skills or experience that i need to, do you have the excitement or passion for this role? And the third one is, do I like you? One of the best ways that they can un- uncover an answer to that as a hiring manager is to un- see the real you, see that your personality. So smile, show empathy, show an understanding of how to have a conversation, and and be likable throughout the, the interview. I mean, it's easier said than done at some point. Sometimes you just don't click or connect. That's fine. But if you do, if you see that chance and you, you're enjoying the conversation and the interview with the potential, uh, your potential boss or or leader going forward, definitely take time to smile. I've been in a couple uh, more, actually more than a handful of interviews over the last many weeks and months where it's probably been 20 or 40 minutes into an interview where someone smiled. So it's, it's easy to forget. And I know it's not just because that they weren't happy. It's it's easy to forget. You're focused. You're You're focused on answering questions and telling what you need to say, which is great. I just talked about going in with a plan. You also need to remember to smile. They need to like you. Way number five that you should act like a politician is tell a story. Tell your story. Stories are memorable. You think about politicians, you think about State of the Union addresses. There are a lot of stories shared there um, over the last many decades on on debates in in commercials. You're thinking about why are they telling stories? They're memorable. They they draw in the attention of the audience, and it also is is easier to uh, to explain where you stand on something through the narrative of a story. So, how how do you do that in an interview? It sounds pretty obvious, right? I mean, you're going to there's one way, and that's through the examples you're going to give. You're going to tell stories throughout the interview about your experience the times that you've done you've used this strength or overcame this weakness or had this experience and managed this project you're going to be able to tell stories but i don't want you to stop there i want you to focus on what what is my story as a potential as someone who who might be hiring me or as someone who might be hired by this person as the interviewer what's my story what do i bring to the table this kind of gets to being very clear on your why why you I also had an episode recently, I think it was episode number seven on why answering the question, why should I hire you? I do want you to be very clear on that. You need to know why you should be hired. What's unique about you? What is unique about what you bring to the table, but also what's unique that you can help this hiring manager out? So that's the story you need to craft and make sure that you're clear on those answers so that over the course of the interview, not just during you know, a star based question or behavior based question, you give it an actual story. But over the whole arc of the interview, you're sharing little bits and pieces of the story of who you are throughout the overall interview. So those are the five ways that you should act like a politician. Briefly recap, and then I'll go on to how you shouldn't. Well, number one, go in with a plan. Tell the hiring manager what they need to hear, regardless of what you get asked. Number two, repetition. Prepare out loud, becomes more comfortable as you go. Number three, tailor your message to your audience. Number four, smile and be likable number 5 tell a story tell them who you are all right now the five reasons of how you shouldn't act like a politician what to avoid let's do it way number 1 interrupt i think we just saw a lot of this on the a uh, recent political debate if i'm not mistaken but there's there are a lot of different ways that you can actually interrupt in an interview too it you might be surprised, but I actually see it more often than not. A lot of candidates will get excited. They'll, oh, this is a question I know the answer to. I think I know where I know, know where Josh is going with this. Let me dive in, and they'll interrupt to to share their story or their example, or they might ask me a question at the end of an interview, and I start to answer it, and they get excited again. It's usually due to that, but it doesn't come across great. And so, if you interrupt the the hiring manager, the interviewer it doesn't feel good, I can tell you, as an interviewer. So uh, refrain from that. T- write down a note if you don't want to forget what you say or what you want to say. Great. Take that extra step. But interrupting is, let's reserve that for our uh, our politicians who are out there and um, use that as a tool in their tool belt. Way number two that you shouldn't act like a politician is avoid or never answer a question. Oh, this one is... This one's brutal. This is kind of the the key. If, if there's any one thing that most of us think about with uh, politicians, it's not answering a question or avoiding answering a question. It probably gets on our last nerve. And I don't want you to do this during an interview. Um, one thing, like I said earlier on, this way you have to be careful about is the the way that you should act like a politician is, is being intentional and sharing what you want to share and tell, regardless of the question you get asked. That's fair and it's good and absolutely the number one thing you should do to get ready for an interview, you also have to ultimately find a way to actually answer their question. You you don't want to be this, the one who, who gets asked two, three times the same questions. Like, that's great. As a hiring manager, I, I I can think of times when I've said, okay, well, thanks for sharing all that. Now, and then I repeat the same question and I ask it again, or I ask it a third time. And if I don't get it after the second, sometimes I go to the third, but after the, definitely after the third time, I might ask and I did a different way. I'm just moving on and acknowledging that they they either don't understand me or they just don't want to answer the question that don't let that be you. I don't want you to perpetually dance around something. If you don't have an answer for something, just, just, just acknowledge it for a moment. Say, give me. I'll have a 10, 20 seconds here to think through. Let me come up with a, let me think through the best answer that I have for you. That's I'd much rather that as an interviewer than someone just not acknowledging that they're not answering my question. It doesn't happen a ton, but it does happen. And so I want you to be aware of it. This is a way to, to really, to make it seem like that you are not, not just hiding something per se, but either just not understanding the question or can't, can't think quickly enough to come up with an answer. So while this happens a lot more in the political space, I don't want that to be you, even if you are trying to be intentional with your questions. Ultimately, you have to answer it. And so what that could sound like is, if you get a question and you really want to answer it a little bit differently, a little different way, go for it and answer a different way. But say to answer directly your question, you can still answer the question with still saying what you wanted to say first, say what you want to say. And then now to say a little more directly answer your question, answer their question, right? So if you want to get both across, great. Just do both, not one to the exclusion of the one they're actually trying to answer. And one way that you know that you're avoiding it is if they, if you realize they're asking the same question two or three times, you better just hit it head on. Say something, get it, get it going into that, uh, into that answering their question. All right. Way number three that you should not act like a politician is to lie or embellish. So most, I would, I would argue that most Candidates aren't going to outright lie because that's usually easily easily figured out. Uh, most are probably more on the embellish side of things, but you don't want to do either. You don't want to overstate either your experience, qualifications, a story. You might say, okay, I might leave out some of the the difficult parts. And We're all trying to put our best foot forward in an, inter- in, an interview. I get it. But you don't want to over embellish and make and um, and get to the point of exaggerating or lying because one, in the interview might come back to bite you and you might have, you might contradict yourself accidentally because again, if you lie, it usually comes back to you. Also after the interview, let's say you do get the job job and you you're hired and they realize, Oh, this, this person really oversold him or herself or exaggerated the experience. And now it's not going to look, not going to look great to your now boss in your year end review or just your day-to-day working relationship. If they realize that you've lied or embellished things during the interview, let me go back to the in the interview part, I actually, this actually happened to me in college. So I, um, I got a little excited and I'll, I'll fully admit that I, I did this and, uh, actually bit me in the interview itself. So I don't want you to be me. So I was, um, I was in an, I was interviewing for an internship during college This is many years ago. And a question came up around, and act you know, act, what activities was I involved in back in high school? So this is a few, this is about four years, you know, I'm almost a, I think it was a senior in, um, junior senior in college. And I was, Remembering back to high school, they said, what activities were you involved in with leadership, things like that? Well, I had been, you know, nerd alert here. I was a president of the Latin club in my high school. So there's that. But one of the, he said, oh, great. What kinds of things did you do? And I'm like, well, we did. We, it was kind of more just like a, a social thing for anyone that was in the, the Latin club. Um, Latin classes in high school. We we did some you know Latin based things every now and then, and you know translated different books and things like that. But it was a very small part of it. I kind of oversold that part of things and said, oh yeah, we would uh, translate you know the Aeneid, Virgil's Aeneid, uh, from Latin to the English and pieces of it, thinking like we we had done that very very minorly, uh, very minimally rather. But I don't remember much about the book. Well, he called me on. and He said, great. Well, who's your favorite character from that book? I had nothing. I had no answers to that question. I and here I am saying like I'm the president of the Latin club who's all we did was spend time translating Latin in English. And so that was the impression I gave off. And I, I couldn't answer it. I could not think of any. He's like, well, just just anyone then. Who I couldn't think of one character from that, <laughs> that piece of literature. And so I think that was the end of my uh my potential candidacy. We we finished the interview, but I, I'm sure that was a I, I did, did not get that internship, and I'm sure that was a huge factor in it. So if you don't want to be me. Um, don't embellish. Don't oversell something. Um, it kind of goes to st- the same point. Don't put something on your resume that you're not able to talk about in full. So don't embellish there either. All right. What number are we on here? I think we're on number four. Number four. Way to not act like a politician. Don't attack your opponents. Now, in this case, what are your opponents? It would be your potential can't uh, your potential competition if you want to call that others going for this job. Maybe a former employer is how you might interpret this. But don't attack your opponents. Politicians often will use the phrase, if they're speaking in Congress or something, well, my good friend so-and-so, that's usually you know, key for the person I despise the most, my good friend so-and-so you know, believes this, and they go on to attack the, the person. It just doesn't come across well in an interview at all. Please don't talk negatively or poorly about your those. You might not even know who they are, right? But you might be saying, well, everyone else thinks this. I'm the best candidate because of this. You can talk about what you bring to the table and why you're uniquely qualified without talking negatively about people you probably don't even know. Or if you do happen to know who else is in the candidate pool for your job, you certainly don't want to personally attack them in any way. It just makes you look either petty or um, unable to be gracious toward others. And same goes for your former employers. Even if you left, whether you were fired, whether you left because there was a toxic situation, it is absolutely best to not negatively talk about a former employer. Find a way around it. Find a way to, to talk about, yeah, here's what I was looking for. This is why I left focus on uh, what you and what you were working, what you were leaving to go to what you're going forward to rather than what you're leaving in the past and so well, that's highly what I recommend to you um, in terms of how you interpret opponents you might find another version of that but politicians attack opponents all the time it, it, it doesn't look great right it's usually so and so, sometimes it's exaggerated too you put those two together embellished. So-and-so hates puppies, says Brian Regan. Oh, hey, another reference from Brian Regan. Like That's one of the things that uh, it kind of comes across as in uh, in political ads. Don't be a political ad in your interview, whether it's for a former employer or a potential candidate competitor. The last option here in ways not to act like a politician is don't use overused or cliche words and phrases. There are a lot of those in politics. I'm not going to go through all of them. There are a a fair amount that you hear pretty regularly. Um, I'm going to use ones that are a little more relevant to the interview landscape and words like, frankly, or to be completely honest, or it is what it is. I think that one's used a lot, even outside of politics, but, um, what are some other equivalents within an interview that are maybe overused and just doesn't do much for you? If you use some of these phrases and, and those are, I'm a hard worker. I have a strong work ethic. I will do what it takes. That's, that's fine. I mean, those aren't, those aren't terrible, but they are without any of the how are you going to do that or what's what is specifically unique about what do you mean by you work hard what's that look like what's a strong work ethic mean to you without going into the detail it, as a hiring manager i don 't know what you mean it's kind of a throwaway sentence most people say that um if I ask you know either why you know why should I select you or just what do you, what are your strengths and they say oh i'm i'm a strong worker i'm i'm a hard you know, strong work ethic hard worker. It just kind of glosses over, glosses over me because I, I just hear it so much. I would much rather hear something more specific, more unique to you that gives me an idea of who you are and why I should hire you. So avoid those catchphrases or those cliche words that are overused by politicians, but also in interviews. That's one of the best ways you can not act like a politician. Okay. Since I summed up the other five, I guess I'll sum these up too, real quick. How to not act like a politician. Number one, Interrupt so don't interrupt. Number two, don't avoid or never answer a question. Number three, don't lie or embellish. Number four, don't attack your, quote, opponents, whoever that might be. Number five, don't use overused or cliche words and phrases. All right. So those are our 10 ways to you should and should not act like a politician. I did look up a list, a a lot of lists actually, but I pulled one that I thought was interesting that, may, Hey, maybe this gives you some additional ideas beyond what I just shared on my list. So this was a list I found online around, there were some, some threads going on. Hey, how, how can I be like a politician? How can I talk like one? Uh, even, I'm not sure why you'd want to, but here you go. Here's a list. So th- these are not mine. I found these, but I'm uh, just going to run through them, see in case they're of any interest to you of how you might apply it to an interview beyond my, my own ideas. Let's see. The first one here is answer what you want to say rather than what is asked great. It's very similar to mine. Talk in ambiguous terms, which can go either way. So you don't have to commit to anything. Like, okay. I don't recommend that one too much. Uh, always give an opinion about what is the hot button topic. Mostly aligns to the general sentiments. So again, it's being a little more, a little more vague. I always when in an interview. want you to be more specific. Never get emotional when mud is thrown towards you. That one, I think you can apply. You might stumble. You might get a really hard, tough interviewer, throw it off of you. Just don't worry about it. Keep going. I kind of like that one. Speak about your integrity and honesty, but in a way that makes you sound like you're you're not tooting your own horn. That one can be tough, but I, I think it's important to be able to do that. You want to be able to talk through what's unique about you and what you bring to the table without, again, tooting your own horn. So I, I kind of like that one too. All right. The next one is uh, always use positive catchphrases like hope, succeed together when talking about the future. So that's kind of the opposite of what I shared. So that's definitely um, one of the ones that politicians do, which is what we said not to do. I think there is some, an element of truth here, though, you could use, make sure you have your own words that maybe not the generic ones or cliches, but have words you want to get out there. Maybe if you're trying to be um, a really good leader, I always go back to leadership. I, t- I hire for a lot of interview, uh, leadership interviews, or leadership positions, rather, um, you want to have certain keywords, you want to get out there and say what's what you do, you're a coach, you're a developer, things like that. Maybe there is some element of truth here, the words that you want to just make sure that you say and not leave the room having not said. Last one on this list that I found was learn to give genuine smiles and appear truthful. And They say, even if you're lying through your teeth. So hopefully you're not lying through your teeth, but I still want, I I agree. You should learn to give genuine smiles, be truthful and be likable. Like we talked about. It's one of the top three things every hiring manager is looking for is can I work with this person even after this interview, even if they have the skills and excitement, do I want to work with them? One of the best ways to do that is be genuine. All right, so that wraps up the list. I am going to wrap up today's episode with one question that I recently received about interview best practices. Um, Speaking of cliches, I actually did not plan this, but this is the next one on my list to answer. The question came in, what are some cliche interview answers that you should avoid? So a couple things come to mind. Um, It's kind of putting this together. I've probably in one way or another talked about some of these, but there are definitely plenty of cliche answers or mistakes, if you want to call that people make. A couple of my pet peeves include giving strengths as weaknesses, right? Talked about that one, I'm sure at length. Don't don't say that one of your weaknesses is working too hard, too much of a perfectionist, forgetting to take time off of work, things like that. Actually share something you struggled with in the past, or you're still struggling with, but you have a, an action plan, steps you're taking to overcome it. So I think that's a lot better than the cliche, some of the cliches. And I still, I do still get those. So don't think that it, it doesn't happen. So don't be that person. Um, giving, I, I kind of went over this. I, one of the things that is cliche too. I I talked about it already, but I'll just recap real quick. Like saying, I'm a hard worker. I'm a people person. I'll do what it takes. I want to work with people. Those are all fine, but they're not specific enough to make a decision on. If everyone says I'm a hard worker, how how do you then as a hiring manager decide who to hire, right? All else being equal. So give them, give the hiring manager something else, give them something more specific about you. And I guess the last thing that is kind of cliche, I guess you could call it cliche, but I'll just File it under my pet peeves is someone answering at the or saying at the end of an interview if I ask you have any questions and they say no I don't have any questions I've I've already had them all answered you did a great job it's that, that's a waste of a, an opportunity to get to know me talk to me a little bit ask some questions have a conversation back to back and forth and helps me as the hiring manager get to know them in a more comfortable setting the interview's done they're a little bit more comfortable at this point they might show them a little bit more of the real them helps me understand do I like them want to work with them and on the interviewee side. Gets a chance to tell more about yourself in a in a controlled environment. They have control over what is said there. Since they're not being asked questions anymore, they can say what they want to say. So I want you to do that same thing. So that wraps up the questions. Uh, the one question I had today around what are some cliche interview answers that you should avoid? Those are things, just in general, that you should avoid. All right, that's all for today. But let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast at uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Remember, there is dignity in work. So set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.